You are listening to the podcast of Frontline Ministries International. We pray you will be empowered as you listen to this week's message. Oh, 
Oh, oh.
in a manger anymore. Tied a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in the grave. He's not staying in heaven forever. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay. Don't be 
all things new. Thank you, Lord, that you come like the rain. Lord, come and refresh our hearts tonight like the rain. Thank you, Lord, for your rain. Thank you for the rain of heaven. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Rain down on every heart, Lord, that's here tonight. Wash us, wash us, Lord, in your cleansing rain like a gentle summer rain. There used to be a song that we used to sing years ago, Holy Spirit, come again like a gentle summer rain. And I used to love that song, and it meant so much to me. And I thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We just thank you that you're here tonight, and that you're here, that your ears are open to our cry, and that you hear our worship. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. And as we um, think on your, on your sacrifice, as we think of the mercy seat, Lord, thank you for the mercy seat tonight. Lord, thank you for that rain. I just want to share uh, something that years ago, the Lord gave me a vision of the rain coming down on the mercy seat. And I just thank you, Lord, for how you're opening, you're showing us tonight your heart. So um, when I was 27, I got to go to Bible school in Pennsylvania. I took a class called Old Testament Survey, and then there was another class called uh, Growth in Christ. And so between the two classes, um, the Lord really opened up the scripture of the tabernacle, which I wanted to share about tonight. I love the scripture about the tabernacle. It's so beautiful. And especially the mercy seat. And <laughs> just like, okay, the mercy seat, that's where, that's the end of our flesh. That's the end of religion. That is the face-to-face -face encounter, and I think that's what we all want, is that face-to-face. -face. And so in, in the vision, um, and this was before I really knew that the Lord spoke in pictures the way he did, but um, at that age, the Lord was, um, I had been newly filled with the Spirit, and um, I was away from home for the first time in my life, and I began to see, the Lord began to open up my eyes to some of the religion and the dead things that were in my family. And one day, um, as I was reading the scripture in Exodus, um, I'm going to read in Exodus 35 today, but when I was reading about the mercy seat, um, I had this vision that I was, like, the mercy seat is where, if you understand what that is, it's a very holy place, it's in the holy of holies, and um, I was just laying on the mercy seat communing with God. And I saw this rain from heaven coming down, and then the green grass sprung up underneath me, and it was always such a picture of God's. I love the color green from that time forward. It's like, I think in the Song of Solomon, it talks about my bed is green. Like I literally, for a season, I was just on the mercy seat, and the Lord was showing me that face-to-face -face encounter. And today, I, I um, heard this song by Lindy Koffer, uh, um, it's called Empty Words, and here's some of the lyrics. We're not satisfied with empty words, not satisfied with playing church. We want a real encounter. We won't settle for a lukewarm faith. We're living for the face-to-face. -face. We want a real encounter. Tear down the altars of self-righteous plans, the idols built to fear of man, the lie we have to work our way to you. Flip tables of religiousness till holiness is all that's left worshipers in spirit and in truth 
And that's what we want, is to be worshipers in spirit and in truth. Uh, so that was totally different from what I was going to open up with. So thank you, Lord, for changing our plans. <laughs> um, so in Exodus 35, so last, last uh, week, I was reading the Bible as Jamie was leading out. And um, she had saying something about the, the face of Moses, like when he had that face-to-face -face encounter with the Lord. And so I was reading that, and then I was just kept on going. And in uh, Exodus 35, it's talking about um, all the people that are gifted artisans. And it says they were filled with wisdom. There's, um, in verse 5, it says, Take from among you an offering to the Lord. Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat's hair. Ram skins dyed red, badger skins and acacia wood, oil for the light and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. This was offerings for the, for the tabernacle um, that Moses through the Lord had heard that they were to bring. And the people had a willing heart. The people... Um, over here in verse 26 said it, all the women whose heart stirred with wisdom spun yarn of goat's hair. The rulers brought onyx stones and the stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate and spices and oil for the light, for the anointing oil, for the sweet incense. The children of Israel brought a freewill offering to the Lord. All the men and women whose hearts were willing to bring material for all kinds of work which the Lord by the hand of Moses had commanded to be done. And so it was just, um, it's like inspiring to me, like, whoa, everyone came whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing. You know, we had, we had a message recently by Pastor Bill about the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. And here is just a beautiful picture of like, of what it looks like to worship God. Like the people came, they brought their offerings, they were willing. And then the Ark of the Tabernacle happened, you know, the the mercy seat was established. And then um, it talks about Akasha wood, and I, I kind of caught my attention, like what is that? What kind of, why is it so significant, the Akasha wood? And this I found on the website um, from Got Questioned. It says, from a practical standpoint, Akasha trees would have been one of the only types of trees growing in the wilderness regions traveled by Israel. In addition, acacia wood is dense and extremely strong, making it a great option for any type of wooden structure. One researcher has noticed, noted this wood is resistant to decay because the trees deposit in the heartwood many waste substances which are preservatives and render the wood unpalatable to insects, making the wood dense and difficult to be penetrated by water and other decaying agents. The use of acacia wood resulted in materials that endured for a long time. The tabernacle was used for the next 400 years, eventually finding a resting place within the temple in Jerusalem constructed during the reign of Solomon. So it's just interesting to note the kind of material, the kind of things they gathered. Like, how, what are we bringing as an offering to worship? And sometimes we might be, um, maybe we're wearied or by a lot of serving, but if we do it out of a heart of love, if our hearts are on, are on fire, we are building such a beautiful building, body, 
for the Lord to dwell in. You know, this God dwells in us. He dwells in us as a body. And it's such a beautiful picture just as I was reading this. Um, and then just as a little side note, maybe, um, just noticing how what, what was stirred up in me in these last few chapters of Exodus is the rich mercy of the Lord. He is so rich in mercy. So in Exodus um, 30, 32, in verse 25, it says, Now when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, for Aaron had not restrained them to their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let every man put his sword on his side and go in and out from entrance to entrance throughout the camp. And let every man kill his brother, every man his companion, every man his neighbor. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. Then Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, that he may bestow on you a blessing this day, for every man has opposed his son and brother. So here we see Aaron, who is part, you know, he did not restrain the people. He was, he did a shameful thing, right? And in, in chapter 40, here is, he is being anointed to go be a part of the priesthood. Now, is that the rich mercy of God or what? Like, that was not, it's all in chronological order. Okay, right, Exodus, the book of Exodus. And to see that, okay, just a little bit before, you know, and then Mount Sinai happened where um, they saw, they saw the glory of God um, right after they had sinned. Okay, God slew the people that didn't need to be there and brought this glory, like they saw the glory of God through Moses. Like, that is such an act of mercy to me. It's like, Lord, you are so rich in mercy. Like, here they were just sinning. But then Aaron, I guess he had a repentant heart. And then he was anointed to go into the priesthood. Like, so if you feel like you're, you are worthless or you have done something that the Lord could surely not forgive you, he can forgive you. And he does. He does forgive us. And it doesn't matter if it was just yesterday. Okay, he forgives us. That is how rich his mercy is. And today he wants all of us to know, I am a God that's rich in mercy. Okay, that doesn't give us license to sin. It doesn't say, okay, just go do what you want one day and the next day you can come into my, you know, my presence without repenting. But he is rich in mercy. And that is a beautiful thing for me. Thank you that you're so rich in mercy. Um, and this morning, as I was just praying through this, um, I think there's a picture here of the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. Because there is a glory that was, you know, and then we come to the end of the Old Testament. There's still a glory. When I read um, in Exodus, I still, I feel the glory. Because the Lord, I had an encounter with the Lord in the Old Testament. And so I will never be able to undo that encounter with the Lord. Like once you have an encounter with the Lord, you can never forget that. It will never be out of your, your mind, your spirit. Um, so I guess my opening statement, which is not an opening statement, but 
we must be violently opposed to that which does not bring glory to God. So there must be that violent opposition, just as that was what was coming up in my heart this morning as I was praying. Like we have no, we can have no tolerance for sin. We must be violently opposed to anything that opposes the glory of God. And so tonight as we come to as we think on the mercy seat and Jesus, we know that Jesus is our real picture of the mercy seat, that he is now the mercy seat. The veil is torn, as we heard on Sunday. The veil is torn and that holy of holies is open for all of us to come in. And Jesus is that place of, of safety, of redemption. And so I'm just so thankful um, for that. Okay, so now, just in light of thinking about all these people in Exodus 35, how they brought their offering to the Lord, what does that look like in the New Testament? Like, how do we as a body, what is the offering? What is the beautiful tapestry, the yarns, <laughs> you know, the wisdom? What do we bring as a body? So, and I just felt like the Lord brought me, he just like highlighted this. So I'm like, Lord, how does the gifts and all that connect? And he just showed me, um, Romans 12. And interesting to know, um, here we are talking about the Israelites, and they're the Jewish people of the day, right? And in Romans, um, I guess I've read Romans 9, 10, 11 before, but I didn't realize that it talks so much about the Jewish people. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it talks about God's everlasting love. It's like, wow, Lord, you want them. I, I believe the Lord wants us to to pray for the Jewish people tonight, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to pray for their hearts. As, as we see ourselves on the mercy seat, that we don't forget our neighbor. We're not just thinking about ourselves. We're, not, we're thinking about generations, right? We're thinking about our family line. We're thinking about, yeah, the Jewish people whom God loves, his chosen people. And so let's not leave them out of the picture. So if you want to, sometime this week, go through Romans. Um, I think it's 9, 10, 11. And just read about all the Jewish people and how God sees them. Um, and you can pray for them. <laughs> so, anyhow. So, I guess I want to read this as a prayer. And I like the Living Bible Translation. And so, as we prepare our hearts to just come into communion and to think about Jesus, who is now our mercy seat, and to ask... Um, for each one of us to have that encounter, because it's personal, you know, your encounter with the Lord on the mercy seat is gonna look different from mine. We all have our different history with the Lord. We all have our family lines that need cleansed. We all have our, you know, maybe our um, things that need taken out of us. So tonight, let's just go deeper. You know, maybe we have had that encounter in some way, which I believe all of us have had an encounter at the mercy seat in some way, but tonight, we can go deeper and say, Lord, is there anything more? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any, any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so in Romans 12 in the Living Bible, um, just, just say this as I'm just saying this and you can pray it in your heart and just ask the Lord to work this in you. It says, and so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind he can't accept. When you think of what he's done for you, is this too much to ask? 
Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. As God's messenger, I give each of you God's warning. Be honest in your estimate of yourselves, measuring your value by how much faith God has given you. Just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different work to do, so we belong to each other, and each needs all the other. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then prophesy whenever you can, as often as your faith is strong enough to receive a message from God. If your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If you are a preacher, see to it that your sermons are strong and helpful. If God has given you money, be generous in helping others with it. If God has given you administrative ability and put you in charge of the work of others, take the responsibility seriously. Those who offer comfort to the sorrowing should do so with Christian cheer. Don't just pretend that you love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of the good. Love each other with brotherly affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Be glad for all God is planning for you. Be patient in trouble and prayerful always. When God's children are in need, you be the one to help them out. Get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner or if they need lodging for the night. If someone mistreats you because you are a Christian, don't curse him. Pray that God will bless him. When others are happy, be happy with them. If they are sad, share their sorrow. Work happily together. Don't try to act big. Don't try to get into the good graces of important people, but enjoy the company of ordinary folks and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil for evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honest, clear through. Don't quarrel with anyone. Be at peace with everyone just as much as possible. Dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for he has said he will repay those who deserve it. Don't take the law into your own hands. Instead, feed your enemy if he's hungry. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink, and you will be heaping coals of fire on his head. In other words, he will feel ashamed of himself for what he has done to you. Don't let evil get the upper hand, but conquer evil by doing good. Lord, we thank you that you are the perfect sacrifice. We thank you that you are the mercy seat and that we find a God who is so rich in mercy. And tonight, Lord, we place our thoughts, our minds, our wills, our emotions, Lord, even the things that we don't know, the things that we're puzzled about, the things that make us worry, the things that keep us up at night. Lord, we place all our burdens on you, and we thank you that your grace is sufficient, that your mercy is there. Thank you, God, that you are rich in mercy. Your grace is strong. Your love is true. Thank you, God, that you're such a holy God, that you can consume everything on the inside of us that is unholy. Lord, that your sacrifice is enough. We say thank you. We say thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your blood. Lord, wash us in your blood. Wash us white as snow. 
Though our sins are as scarlet, Lord, you make us white as snow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But that's a mystery. How does that work? Something that's red can make us white. Lord, there's power in your blood. We thank you. We thank you tonight. So we submit our souls to you, Lord. Everything um, that we're worried about, we commit to you. In Jesus' name, we thank you for removing as far as the east is from the west. So far, have you removed our sins from us, and we receive your perfect righteousness. Lord, not only did you die a wicked and cruel death, Lord, we remember that your body was broken that it was mangled. Lord, you took the beatings for us, for me. For me, you were beaten. For me, you were mocked. For me, you were spit on. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't stay in the grave, but that you resurrected. Thank you, Lord, that you burst through the bars of hell. You burst open the stone that was in front of the tomb and we thank you God for your resurrection power we thank you that we can meet you in the garden after the resurrection and we can experience that new life we can recognize you as the Savior and so Lord we pray for the Jewish people we say let them come and recognize you as the Savior as the Messiah that they've been waiting for as the Messiah they've been looking for thank you Lord we call them in Lord just as who are we we're no better than they are Lord, thank you that you've redeemed them, that it's enough. We ask for redemption for them. Your, your sacrifice is enough, and so we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for this time. We just bless you, Lord. We commit ourselves into your hand. Feel free to take the body and the blood. Rachel and Rachel tonight. <laughs> um, as Rachel was saying about God's mercy, and I just feel the, you know, the importance of the times we're in right now to really position ourselves rightly before the Lord. And um, I had seen earlier in worship uh, a picture of wooden crates that were nailed shut and the Lord wanting to um, pry those open. Um, so if that's something that speaks to you i'd be happy to pray with you as hopefully um we're able to finish with one more song but uh if that speaks to you about about the lord wanting to open up uh, something in your heart and life then um i release that to you but also uh, he he gave me another picture that i just want to release over us and uh so i saw us all um, driving like at, it was nighttime and um, just driving along the streets and the, the stoplights uh, you know going normally traffic patterns going normally and all of us kind of in a stupor you know just driving have you ever driven somewhere and like you get halfway there and and you suddenly realize oh, I don't remember the last 10 minutes <laughs> I've done that before where you know it's just a common route and that's what I, I just saw us all driving like it was normal we weren't even um, necessarily paying attention and then uh, I see the Lord just changing the, um, the stoplight. So instead of normal pattern, you know, red, 
uh, you know, green, yellow, red. I, I just see turn signals appearing where they weren't there. Um, you know, they, the, the lights changing, uh, traffic going different directions. And um, I feel like the Lord is saying uh, that we need to be awake and aware because uh, something's, uh, things are changing and it's, it's for our safety that we are um, connected to the Lord, that we're hearing his voice accurately, that we're, you know, positioned just as Rachel was saying to, to let the Lord examine our hearts and, and uh, in his mercy to, you know, go deeply and, um, and that we want to be awake. We want to be listening to the Lord and, and increased in what we're hearing. So uh, that's not only for us who are here in this room, but I feel that's for everybody watching online and our frontline family that's, you know, part of us are in Brazil and part of us are just elsewhere. Um, but if you're connected to, to frontline, um, I just feel like this word is for us. So I want us to, to step into it. So guys that are here, if you guys want to stand up with me and we just want you to pray out with me and just say, Lord, I want to hear you accurately. I want to be ready for what you're doing. I want to see it and I want to change and go with you. I want to hear you, Lord. I want to see you, Lord. I want to know you. I want to be connected to what you're doing. So open my ears, Lord. Open my heart, Lord. Open my mind that I can understand you. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me into your adventure. We're ready for the next step, Lord. We're watching for what you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
for your friendship. We thank you for being here with us tonight. We bless you. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we just thank you for this evening. We thank you for your precious blood. We thank you, Father, for your sweet presence. We thank you, Lord, for every chance that we have to stand before that mercy seat and experience the grace, the power, and the love of everything that you poured out. And Father, I pray tonight that as we go out, Lord, we carry that revelation even deeper in our hearts that it impacts the words that come out of our mouth, it impacts the actions that we take, it impacts the relationships that we have, it impacts the way that we love the people in front of us, that everything would flow out of that abundance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Everywhere we go, we carry that love. We carry that grace and mercy, that people would see it in our eyes that there would be the type of interaction that just supernaturally releases grace into a conversation that people, Lord, even if the words are the same as somebody else, but when, it, when it's done in the anointing, there's just something released in that. And so, Father, I just pray that you would fill every person up here with that, that anointing to be able to release that everywhere they go. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We'll continue to be lifting up the Brazil team. We're praying for fresh fire to be poured out over them. And we will be back here on Sunday morning. Friday night, guys. Yeah, that was a test. Friday night at 9 p.m. for prayer. Watch of the Lord. Lighthouse. 9 till... 11, 9 to 11 ish, as the Lord leads. And then Sunday morning, we have a special guest speaker who's not actually a guest in the house. So come find out who it is. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening. If you need any additional information about Frontline Ministries International, or Frontline Worship Center, you can visit us on the web at www.frontline-ministries.org or email us at info at frontline-ministries.org or you can contact us by phone at area code 330-837-8399.